I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Been a long, little while since I've heard that. It's always good. It's a good song, and it's a good song by a friend, Mark Irons. Sometimes I forget to do that at the end, so I'm just going to do it now. I reckon. <laughs> so thank Get you. In early, <laughs> Mark the man. That's right. Alrighty. Now, Lonnie, it's my turn this week. Yeah, and we'll be doing this week, John. What was the show about? Well, Lonnie, it's a show called I Miss You, Man. It's a podcast mm. with two mates, two bloody good mates, if I say so myself. You and me, Lonnie and Dylan. We take turns. Hosting the podcast each week, we take the other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything in between, Lonnie. That sounds like a great podcast idea, and it sounds like it's your turn to take me on a journey. I'm here. I'm holding your hand. Let's go. It is, Lonnie. Prepare yourself. I'm prepared. Because I think it's going to go in a way you're not going to expect. Okay. Lonnie, I want you to keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. Lonnie, I want to talk to you today about Donald Trump. And why I admire him. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That is what was called a twist, Lonnie. And that's actually what I want to talk about today. Oh my God. This has been a roller coaster so that's far. So far. It's only been like 10 seconds. Well, I was thinking I'm going to have to cancel the show. I'm going to have to issue refunds. <laughs> going to have to rescind every podcast. Yeah. Wow. Bur- burn it to the ground. Burn yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Whew. No. Just kidding, mate. Good. That was a twist, mate. My heart can't can't take this, Dylan. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're past it now. (laughs) We're all good. (laughs) Settle down. All right. But yeah, we're talking about twists, like plot twists, character twists in stories, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about some good ones. I want to talk about some bad ones. And uh, I want to talk about what what kind of counts as a twist and just generally talk about twists as a whole, if you will, Lonnie. I'm so down for this. You prepared to do that with me? I'm ready for the twists and turns of the episode. That was the only one I had prepared, so okay. we'll, we'll be good from now on. It'll be a nice slow ride. Okay, that's good. Now, Lonnie, what, what is a twist? What would you define a twist as? Mm, I guess it's something unexpected um, in a story, but something that really changes things up, I suppose, because, you know, theoretically everything in a story should be unexpected because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, generally. It, it's like the, the story is taking you one direction then it's taking you somewhere else completely and it turns the story on its head, or the character is revealed as something else that you had no idea. That yeah, be fair? basically. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much nailed it on the head. It's like a, a twist, like an un- unexpected development. Yes. In something. Now, we're going to delve into some plot twists from different mediums, Lonnie. Some I, I'm sure you've heard of, some mm-hmm. I don't think you have. Okay. And if you want to jump in with any that uh, you want to talk about personally, you come up with any, feel free. Okay, and spoilers alert for all the things we're talking about, so... Yeah, yep. up the top. Spoilers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we'll be saying the name of the thing that we're going to spoil before we go into it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. people want to, you know, press the skip button a few times. Yeah, yeah. And if you're particularly, yeah, concerned, um, 
come back next week. No, no, don't don't okay. turn off the podcast. Okay. Just listen else. to the put the rest play the rest of it, but don't listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. just put your fingers in your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it run through. We, we need those play times. That's right. All right. Take us away, Dylan. Take us on a twist. All right, Lonnie. The first one I'm going to talk about, it's a classic. Yeah. It's the twist. It's one of the twists that all other twists are compared to. Yeah. And that is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, Lonnie. The, the I Am Your Father scene. It's a very big twist, and that's one I would have been so amazing to have seen in play out first time in the cinema home. Me too, because it's one of those things, um, how I grew up with it, it's kind of that thing you always knew. I don't know if you experienced that. I can't remember not knowing it, yeah, yeah so pretty much exactly. I always knew, yeah. But um, even if you know, even within the context of it, still classic, shocking. Pretty damn shocking, eh? Yeah, adds lots to the story and the lore mm-hmm. and links those two men, Luke and Darth Vader, even more so mm-hmm. than they already were. Mm-hmm. And just raises so many more questions. Like, why did Obi-Wan say Vader murdered his father? Why did no one tell him about Vader being his dad? And, yeah, one of the greatest of all time. It would have been a long three-year wait between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi for the people, hey? <laughs> yeah, a bit rough. <laughs> you can just watch it straight away now if you want. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Do you think but, it's a um, good twist, though? I do, I do, because it doesn't, uh, doesn't take anything away. Mm-hmm. From the story, mm-hmm. it only adds to it. I feel. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? I, I think I like it, and I think it works. And it was obviously it has such a cultural impact that it's you know, successful in that respect. I do wonder if it would have been more interesting if um, I think the original or in the script they said that no Obi Wan killed your father. Yeah, yeah, I think that was. Um... <laughs> That's what they all thought, that, right? I think David Prowse was the only one that. I was told that was the real thing because I think the director took Mark Hamill aside because mm. he had to react to the actual thing. Yes. That's how he had to act. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if David Prowse on set was like, oh, bloody hell, he's going in on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously the voiceover is done by James Earl Jones later, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I think, I think it's great. I mean, that would have been okay too. Mm. Maybe one killing his father. Oh, why? Why did he mm. do that? But... I think this is classic. It's great as it can get, really. It does, and it really, and it obviously leads into the prequels and the sequels. It all makes links everyone together, and it makes sense in that sense. So yeah, good yeah, twist. Exactly, good twist. A solid twist. Nine twists out of ten, as they say. Ooh, okay. Oh come on. <laughs> all right, Lonnie. Next up, we're going to head into the realm of video games. Ooh. For my next twist. Yeah. Lonnie, this is maybe one of the first twists in video games ever. It's not so much a plot twist, but it's more of a character twist, this mm-hmm. one. I don't know if you've heard about it. I'm talking about the game Metroid, released in 1986 on the NES. Metroid. Now, is that with Samus? As the yes, yes, it is. Because I remember playing as Samus on the original Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's all I know, pretty much. Yeah, well, this is where Samus got the start, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Metroid side is one of the most influential games of all time. It's it kind of created its own genre, along mm-hmm. with it and Castlevania, this kind of 2D exploration dungeon crawler. Come okay. back and forth. Yeah. Have you played it? I have. I have played the original one a bit, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You rate it? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. 
it's just a bit hard to go back to those those old games, you it know. Is, yeah, it is. Yeah. But in the context of its time, I could see how it's incredible. Mm. And what's the twist sure. you're talking about? Well, Lonnie, set the scene, if you will. Okay. 1986. Mm-hmm. You're playing this game. You're playing mm-hmm. as this badass bounty hunter. Yeah, called in, Samus. In her big suit, right? Yeah, head to toe, loaded up. Got a cool suit of armor. Got an arm cannon, missiles, bombs, whole shebang. And yeah, you're on this planet called Zebus. Planet Zebus. And you're trying to stop space pirates from using these alien organisms called Metroids as weapons. And uh, you win the day, you blast through them, kick ass, take names for hours on end. Yeah. Now, if you beat the game in, I believe, under five hours, Samus's helmet is, is removed, mm. and boom! Samus was a woman, Lonnie. What? What? She's it's a lady. lady. She's a lady. Ladies can't be doing fighting. They can, Lonnie. Wow. And they were. This, <laughs> this badass bounty hunter was a woman all along. All along. Bloody hell. Yeah. And how was this received? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Good. I cannot imagine how big it must have been for little girls playing this game in the 80s. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It must have been incredible for them. And, you know, one of the most iconic moments in gaming, one of the most iconic mascots in gaming. And As you he, said, Samus is you know, in Super Smash Brothers yeah. now. Do you know what the reasoning behind that was? No, I don't. I yeah. think uh, they just thought, why not, basically. Yeah, well, that's cool. Got them. I think it's uh, kind of the attitude they had uh, when putting Chun-Li in Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first female fighting characters. They just thought, hmm, women play video games too, pretty <laughs> yeah, much. That's awesome. And have there been more recent uh, Metroid games? Yeah, yeah, on and off. I think the latest one was uh, on the DS, the 3DS. Okay. Came out a few years ago. And the next one's in development for the Nintendo Switch. The old Switchy. So she's still going strong. Yeah, good on her. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the fact that it's revealed at the end of the game as mm. well. Mm. Because you project, you project yourself onto this character this whole time, and it's revealed that it just happens to be a woman. Yeah, that's cool. And it doesn't make what you and her accomplished during the game lesser. Just true equality in gaming, Lonnie. <laughs> and of course, gaming's got a very good history with women, so it's all, it all started there. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to talk about the fact that if you beat it in under one hour, she's in a bikini at the end. So, okay. anyway, all right, there was the on. They did what they could. That's a real twist there, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, good stuff, good twist. Yeah, I like it. Next, Lonnie, I want to talk about a list uh, twist. Sorry, forgive me, everyone. Slip of the tongue, Ooh. as it were. Okay. Uh, twist of the tongue. Hey. Oh, oh, tongue twister. Hey. hey. Anyway. All right. Talk about a twist in pro wrestling. Ooh, We're back wrestling. on it, morning. But a wrestling. Back. You know it, boy. You know it. <laughs> now, this twist involves my favorite wrestler of all time, Monty. Sean the rated Michaels. R. No, no, oh, no. no. Not, not Sean. He good. Okay. But this is the rated R superstar Edge. Edgy. Okay. Edgy, mate. Yeah, mate. Now, I'll set the stage for you, Lonnie. The year is 2006. It's WrestleMania 21. Biggest stage of them all. And for the first time, there's going to be an eight-man ladder match. Eight men. For a chance at winning Money in the Bank. Okay. Now, Money in the Bank, it's like 
You know how they hung the championship belts in that ladder match you watched? Remember it well. Yeah. So basically, the Money in the Bank is a briefcase. Mm -hmm. And it's got a contract in it for a match for the World Heavyweight title. Yes. (laughs) So if you win the match, yank that briefcase down, you've got a contract to challenge for the World title when you want. You send the contract to your lawyer and then (laughs) get looked over. Get it signed and, uh, and someone has to witness you when you sign it, yeah. No, no, it doesn't have to be that involved. You can just say, I want a match. Let's okay. go. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. Now, Edge wins this match. Hmm. So now he has a guaranteed match for the world title in his back pocket whenever he wants. And he holds on to this contract for 280 days, Tony. Wow. He's very patient with it. Very patient. And during that 280-day run, he kind of turns into a, a scumbag wrestling villain. A heel, oh. if you will. No. Yes, edgy. What are you doing? <laughs> then, on a pay-per-view called New Year's Revolution... Yeah. Good name. <laughs> it is. There's a match called an Elimination Chamber match. Now, okay. it's where six guys fight in it for the world title in this massive steel chamber. So they throw each other into cage walls, steel floors, crazy stuff. And they get eliminated one at a time. So you pin someone, they're gone, and it's down to the last man standing, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, do you know John Cena? Yes. Okay. So John Cena was the world champion at the time. Mm -hmm. He went into the chamber world champion. And he came out world champion. Oh, okay, cool. So he went through five other guys to get through it. He's taken a massive beating, Lonnie. He's exhausted. He's bleeding like a stuck pig. <laughs> yeah. And then the chamber rises up. No. And out comes the boss, Mr. McMahon. Yeah. And he says the night is not over, Lonnie. What? He says John has another match. And it's against the man who is cashing in his chance at the world title with money in the bank. It's Edge, Lonnie. Anyway, Edge walks out, hits mm-hmm. John Cena with his finishing move and beats him very easily. Boom. World champ. It's a bit it's a bit cheeky, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's very cheeky. No one thought it would be used that way. They thought it would just be like, I'm going to have this match on this pay-per-view mm. and that's how we're going to do it. But no, he was a cheeky little boy. A little slimy, <laughs> some would say. It's a bit slimy, isn't it? It is. It is. But you know, he was a villain at the time. And it's, it's looked back as uh, one of the greatest moments in wrestling, to be honest, Lonnie. Wow. And basically every Money in the Bank winner since has done that same thing. So <laughs> It worked once. It's going to work again. Well, yeah, pretty much. I think it works most of the time, like 80% of the time, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But, yeah, it's great. And cemented him as one of the greatest heels in the wrestling business. I feel it was clever and inventive. Great twist. I respect that one a lot. Very nice, Lonnie. Very nice. Now, Lonnie, those are some good ones. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about some bad twists now? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> You've seen Rise of Skywalker, haven't you, Lonnie? I have. You know what I'm talking about? I've just seen it the once, but it feels like I, it hasn't left me. <laughs> right. which, which twist we're talking about here? There's a few bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. There's the one where General Hux is the spy. Mm. Yeah, bad. And then you just die straight away, right? Was, yep. Was kind of... Chewie's dead, but wait, no, he's not. 
Yeah. No. Bad. Doesn't make any sense, but okay, yeah. But the one I'm talking about is Ray Palpatine. Oh, yes. What did you think of that when you heard it for the first time? I was not on board, to be honest. I don't really get it because I thought they'd like put that to bed in the last movie. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's why it's a bad twist on him. Yeah. Because they pretty much established that she wasn't anyone special. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, it's actually one of the only things from Last Jedi I liked is that, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Force doesn't care what family you're from. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she's a Palpatine, Monty. Oh. And you could just tell that it wasn't decided until that last movie. No, that, that's the problem. I think it doesn't always have to work this way, but the twists are more effective when they're set up. Yeah. Or at least make sense retroactively. Palpatine came from nowhere in that movie. <laughs> they literally say, somehow, Palpatine returned. Yeah, he came back in a fortnight announcement, Lonnie. Yeah, that's not good, is it? <laughs> but that, that, that whole series, it's kind of... Well, those last two movies especially, they they negate what happened before, so it's kind of doesn't make any sense and makes you not care because you're like, well, whatever they don't doesn't react or doesn't get a good reaction, they're just going to change moving forward now. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just bad. It's just bad. Didn't like it. No, you know, you and I both like Star Wars, but my interest in Star Wars has waned considerably since since seeing that movie. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm back on board after watching The Mandalorian, Lonnie. Okay. I think you need to get back into it. I, I watched season two of Mandalorian and I didn't mind it. It just didn't grab me. Watch season two, Lonnie. I have. Oh, you have? I have, Dylan. Oh, no. Didn't It grabbed, it, it grabbed me a little bit. Oh, <laughs> kind of grabbed, but... Oh, no. You know. that's, that's a shame. Yeah. So you didn't cry in the last episode like I did? That was pretty emotional. Okay. All right. That's yeah. okay. Then. Okay. Cool. That's fair enough. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, that's bad. That's a bad twist, Lonnie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another one is Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. What about him? Lonnie, stop. <laughs> so, Dark Knight Rises, for those who haven't seen it, we're led to believe that Bane used to be a member of the League of Shadows. Yeah. Which is Rachel Gill's organisation from Batman Begins. Makes sense. And I think he was exiled for being too extreme. I think is what they said originally. Too extreme for them, you know. <laughs> yeah, which is cool. That's that's badass. Yeah. And now that Raish failed to cleanse Gotham in the first movie, in Batman Begins, you mm. have this compelling story about this guy who was shunned 
from this organization by this man and will now accomplish what that man who banished him never could mm. by bombing Gotham, cleansing it, and also beating the Batman. So you think Bane's this cool, calculated, smart, dangerous villain. Turns out, though, he's just another henchman mm. for the real mastermind of Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> Bane, Bane just becomes a simp, Lonnie. He becomes a simp, then he just gets killed straight away after the reveal, right? Yeah. If I Catwoman. remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Just worsens him as a character in that movie. Yeah, that's the sort of twist that doesn't really add anything, does it? No, no. It just takes things away. <laughs> mm. Terrible. Didn't like it. Two thumbs down, Lonnie. Two thumbs down. Say. It's a it's a strange movie, isn't it? Bad twist. Didn't like it. Yeah. Now, twists. I don't know what would count as a twist. Would you count mystery movies as having twists, even though they're inherent to the movie itself? I think so. I think you could you could argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Mm. I just wasn't sure, to be honest, because. Uh, Again, it's inherent to that actual genre because you know a twist is coming. Mm. So does it really count as a twist? Depends, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, there there are twists where you don't see them coming and they're they're really shocking. But um, that's the whole point of mystery and those sort of thrillers. It's all twisty, turny sort of narratives. So yeah, I suppose maybe mm. just have to work extra hard for a good twist in a mystery movie. Yeah, exactly. Sort of have, you, have you got some good ones there? No, no, I was just talking about him in general. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about twists in already established things, like in adaptations? Do you think oh, they yeah. count? Or do they lose a bit of luster because it's already out there? So, like, uh, in a when you're adapting a, a book to a movie? Yeah. Like, in this example, like a book one, a book twist that's good, mm. is the fact that um, in Harry Potter, mm. the last one, you find out that Snape this whole time has been a good guy. Yeah. And if you've read the books already, you know that. So Yeah, exactly, when you're watching the movie. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? That's, I guess it's inherent in adapting a book to a to a movie. If you're already a fan of the book, you're um, just comparing it the whole time. Yeah, well, it's it's because you can go either two ways. You can adapt it straight as it was mm. and, you know, is what it is. If people know, mm. people know. Or you can kind of go the Gotham by Gaslight way in which they change who the culprit is. Have you seen the Gotham by Gaslight animated movie? I have seen the animated movie. Is that different to the um, book series, is it? It is. It is. So in the book, um, they're looking for Jack the Ripper, Mm. or Batman is, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just turns out it's this this guy just murdering people, (laughs) which is fine. I guess that's who Jack the Ripper was. But in the movie... They make Jack the Ripper Commissioner Gordon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is, I feel, better. Well, that's, if it's a chance to improve it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just thinking of one of our favourite topics is Iron Man 3, where they the twist is that the the, um, the Mandarin isn't the Mandarin. <laughs> it's a guy named Trevor. It's a guy named Trevor who's an actor, yeah. When I first saw it, I didn't like it. Mm. It softened me over the years. I've come to like Iron Man 3 a bit. I think I've only seen it the once, and yeah, I'm kind of okay with it now. Especially, didn't they they release like a one-shot short film where they sort of corrected that? Yeah, yeah. They made like the Mandarin is actually out there and he's 
pissed at Trevor, Ben Kingsley. He's um he's kept quiet though, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He has. I don't know if he's going to be in that um that oh. new Shang Chi movie. Oh yeah, it could be. And there's also the Iron Wars or whatever it is series coming up. Yeah, he could be in that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a bit of a waste now. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man's gone. Oh, you know. Different direction, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Is I mean, is what it is. Mm. It's just a shame that someone's big bad, you know, and they've got to interact with them. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's what it is. Yeah. But no, there's there's some other ones. Uh, there's another one I want to talk about. It's from a game series. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Yakuza series. Oh, I've seen the um the cover. I think the at the at the game store. Okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you know of it in some capacity. Yeah, I'm guessing it's about the uh, Yakuza. Yeah, it's about this guy called uh, Kazuma Kiryu. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically this, oh God, I think there's eight games in the wow. mainline series yeah, at yeah. the moment. Um, they basically revolve around him for the most part, for the most of the game. So he, he's mm. kind of in and out of the arc as the life on and off. He keeps getting dragged back in, you know, mm. that old chestnut. Just when you thought you got out. Yeah. Yep. Michael Corleone did, mate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every time. It's um, <laughs> this particular twist doesn't involve him. It's about a character called uh, Sajima Tiger. Okay. Now he's a man that became infamous for assassinating eighteen men in a ramen shop in the eighties. So he's a very loyal man. He does what he's told by the head of his family. Mm. And he was told to assassinate these men, so that's what he did. He knew he was going to go to prison for it, and he did. So he's in the middle of serving a life sentence when we meet him in Yakuza 4. Mm -hmm. Um, Some stuff happens, plot happens. He breaks out of prison, basically. Um, And he goes to the city of uh, Kamurocho, which is like a fictional district in Tokyo, in Japan, where it's set. So he's trying to find the head of his family, and he's trying to find out what's what's going on, happening in the Yakuza world nowadays, pretty much. Because he's heard that there's some conspiracies about what happened back then. Apparently he was set up. What? Yes, yes. But um, there's this moment early on where he's trying to find information, and he goes to like this underground information broker, and the guy says, I'm not going to give you information until you fight in my underground deathmatch tournament, pretty much. <laughs> um... And so you fight through this tournament, you get to the last guy, you beat him, and then the crowd starts yelling at you to kill him, mm-hmm. to finish him off. Mm-hmm. And then Sajima starts yelling at them. He's like, who the hell said that? What would you know about killing a man? None of you know how hard it is, how much it weighs on your heart, that sort of thing. It's a very emotional mm-hmm. moment. Sounds you can tell, like it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell killing these 18 men all those years ago is affecting him, and mm-hmm. it hasn't stopped affecting him since anyway Lonnie the plot uh, picks up a bit turns out he didn't kill those 18 men he was given rubber bullets in his guns no (laughs) so he didn't kill those men and it was just another guy in the shop finished him off after he left so his hands are clean but he took the fall for it without knowing he did he did he was set up he was but in my opinion it's not a great twist because no. it kind of, kind of takes away some character development from you, yeah. if you know what I mean. Then um, it reminds me of, I'm um, like, I'm not a hugest fan anymore, but 
when Doctor Who came back in mm. the 2000s, this whole thing was that the um, Doctor was the last Time Lord ever and there'd been this big time war and he got out but had to kill a bunch of people and, you know, that weighs on his soul really heavily. But then as the series progresses, it's like, oh, no, he's not the last one. They're still out there. Oh, so I was like, oh, okay, man. Kind yeah. of, um, and it's like, oh, but he still went through and he still had to process the things that he thought he did. I was like, well, but he didn't. So, like, it kind of cheapens the audience reaction, I think. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, yeah. A twist, they're, they're a tricky thing, Lonnie. They, they can be received good or bad. I can, I, can I mention a good one? Of course, of course. And this may on be me. on your list, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Breaking Bad. I think it's the end of season four. Do you remember this? Uh, I, I remember all the endings of the seasons. I'm okay. just not sure which one is for. Is that the one where Gus Spring died? Yes. Yeah, and okay. It, yep. And it turns out that uh, Walter had poisoned the kid. Yeah, poison rock. Yeah, yeah. And right, there's like the last shot of the season where they, they zoom up to the, the plant. The lily of the valley. That's one. right. Yeah. And I think it's a great twist and it really, because um, it makes sense and it recontextualizes what you've already seen. The reason I mention it though is because I watched this with friend of the show and my fiance, Sine. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd seen up to, I think up to season four or season five, and then I rewatched it with her. Well, before the end season came out, the last season came out. Mm. Anyway, we got to that bit and she, she watched it. And she yeah. was so shocked. She got up, I think, got off the couch or yeah, off the couch, and then like ran up to the screen and like was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like screaming at Walt, whoa, whoa, yeah, and then looking at me, and then like, what? Oh, she threw away. So, yeah, no, that that is a good one. No, that is a good one. Um, Breaking Bad's got so many twists and turns, though, Lonnie. It's yeah. hard to pick one. Yeah, that, that, that's a very good point. Like, um, even the plane crash at season two, mm. you can call that a twist because you don't even know what that's going to happen because there's like little bits leading up to it. Yeah, you're like, what the hell's going on? You think maybe he's been caught out or there's been some sort of explosion at the house or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. But um, no, it turns out he just inadvertently crashed a plane because yeah, of his actions. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, no, Breaking Bad, classic, mate. Love it. Good stuff. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much all the twists I've got to go through, Lonnie. Okay. So you like a good, good twist, ones? Dylan? I love a good twist. And the, the key is it has to be good because if it's bad, it's no good, as they say. <laughs> I think that's, that's well said, Dylan. I think that they might have mentioned that on Wikipedia, you know, in the twist section. <laughs> they'll have a little quote there from you. I think so. <laughs> it's pretty definitive, I feel. Have you ever been part of a real-life twist? Uh, closest I've been, I suppose, is finding out Bill Cosby was a rapist. Yeah. There have been That's a few of them, hasn't one. there? Yeah. Bad twist. Mm. Not a good twist. No, not a good one, that one. No. Awful one. Awful. I'll, him, I'll, and, uh, him and Kevin Spacey. Probably the saddest ones. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll tell you about a real-life twist I was privy to, but I, okay. probably not podcast-appropriate, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I was ready for it, but that's all right. No, Sorry, I'll tell listeners. you after we stop recording. This is just for me. Just a special... Dylan only episode. A little treat for me. <laughs> right, anything else you want to say? No, I think I think uh, we've said all I want to, Lonnie. Okay. What about you? Any final thoughts, Lonnie? No, it's been a great topic, Dylan. Uh, thank you very much. 
Thank you very much for our listeners for listening as well. Plot twist, we love you. <laughs> that's not a twist. That's an expected turn of events. All right, okay, very good. Um, this is episode 14. We've done a few specials as well, but bloody hell, we, we weren't sure if we are going to do two, so this has been good so far, I reckon. Yeah, we're chugging along. Ch- chug, chug, chugging. That's what, that's what we're doing. <laughs> doing what we can. Uh, what's really cool, though, is that all our socials are set up, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, we haven't got too many fans yet, so please come and make us less lonely. Yeah, it'd help. It'd really help as well if you were to give us a review and give us a like on your podcast provider of choice. Absolutely. Not really sure how it helps, but apparently it does. Oh, I thought it just helps uh, our self-esteem. I thought that was the main thing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that'll do. And the best thing you can do is tell a friend and tell a friend that you will stop being their friend if they don't listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. Now the saying, loose lips sink ships, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Loose lips also make pods more popular. Yeah, that, that's, that's the what the quote phrase. is. That's is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense to me. <laughs> well, until next week. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Plot twist. No, yeah. I still do. I still do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.